Okay, that was weird, but hey, we're back, so, you know. That didn't take very long while we were gone, really. I hope I don't get murdered again. Welcome back, party people, to another edition of the First Cut, an episodic journey through the sonic underground of today. Now put the kids down for a nap, open up a bottle of the good stuff, and sit tight, because it's about to get weird. party people of the world it's been a while been quite a while actually uh you're here with uh danny and evan on the first cut evan how you doing buddy it's been about, hey. been about a year yeah yeah crazy Hell yeah this uh this pandemic couldn't take us down but uh you know it sure did try you're here with episode 41 excuse me of the first cut and let's wait the 41th no time. episode already you know what Whew. Okay, let's waste no time getting into Dark Ambient 3 with our artist Stonejaw, Morning Among Ashes and Flowers. Evan, how you been, man? Um, you know, I've been swell. Um, You've been swelling? I've, well, now I'm going to start swelling after this little fucking fun drink you gave don't, me. Don't, don't say the name. Don't say the name. Oh, I, didn't say that. I don't even remember okay. the name. It's just okay, some kind of salty drink. Yeah. And it's not a, it's not a michelada. It's not a um, mm. Bloody Mary or anything like that. It's tasty, but anyways, I'm I'm uh, doing okay. That's good. You know, just kicking get, it with the fan and all that. The swelling. Yeah. Well. Well, we promised that today coming back would be a drinking episode, and because we are not liars, we are here with. Uh, well, you know, you know what we put in our gullets. We don't need to tell you. You know what it is if you watch this podcast for long enough, and I doubt you have, but maybe, maybe you have. Good old WW whiskey. Um, WW whiskey. We'll go ahead and get a little ceremonial start. Ch- uh, cheers. Down guess, the yeah. Close, up, bottoms up. Yeah. Smooth but still whiskey, as Evan likes to say. Mm. Yeah, that is some good shit, though. Mm-hmm. I would definitely write home about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, today's drinking game rule is every time we say the phrase, that reminds me of, which also includes, you know, that reminds me of. So we are going to try and not say that. I would say anything that is very similar is fair game, though. So you're like, you know what that makes me think of? That's fine. But that reminds me of is uh it's a drink and we're gonna hold each other accountable oh yeah oh shit this bottle's getting low i didn't even think about that i may have to stop midway to get something else so we're here with dark ambient um i usually like to do these right around halloween but uh we weren't here for halloween yeah Evan, you want to talk about dark ambient and what you think of it and what you don't think of it yeah i think dark ambient is sick oh yeah man um, I don't really know what what to say about Dark Ambient uh, that's totally novel or, or that's incredibly interesting. But yeah, I mean, after talking about it three times, yeah, um, I, I think there's you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to plunge into, a lot of potential uh, out there because you know um, 
Um, you know, it's like when you start to scratch the surface of dark ambient, and you start to kind of hit the um, the you know the usual suspects. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like okay, I know what it sounds like, I know what it is, but I mean, you can really dig deep. It's really an iceberg, and um, definitely like this. What we're listening to and listening to right now is like. Yeah, you know, it definitely fits like dark ambient moniker, but it's it also has like a noise aspect to it. Yeah, it's and, a little more busy than dark ambient. And it's got like is. a synth pad, and it's clearly like going for like um, that droning sound, but also a little bit of like power to it, almost like power ambient. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking the other day, I was talking as I do, and uh, I was telling someone as I do that. Um, really trying to explain what dark ambient was like in a a fairly succinct put a little bow on it um and uh i said well you know ambient not dark ambient ambient is kind of music that is really made more to create an atmosphere and pretty much exclusively an atmosphere of uh, which, granted, I know a lot of people would argue right away because ambient is actually a very, very vague term uh, in the musical sense. But ambient is typically more created as an atmospheric way to create a sense of calm and um, and kind of ease, whereas dark ambient is the exact opposite of that. It is atmosphere that is designed to create unease, that is designed to create suspense. But, yeah, I mean, that being said, though, I, I I love dark ambient music. Oh, I, I tend to... I, I mean, I don't go for ambient music at large. I tend to... I, I mean, I, I am a singer-songwriter kind of guy. I like, the, uh, I like the old vocals, and I like the arrangements. You know, I like my band sounds, but... But, you know, if I'm going to sit down and enjoy myself some ambient, it's going to be darker, I think. Because I think that's, like, one that's of the beautiful things that dark ambient can do is it kind of, like, like this right now, like, it it just, it, it's so gritty and kind of um, grungy. It just, it gives you that sense of, like, I don't know, it lets your mind kind of sprout ideas and makes you kind of, like, realize that it's, like, this is kind of... I mean, I guess not getting too pretentious here, but you know, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, oh shit! It kind of reminds me of. Did that count? I'm gonna count it. Oh. I wish I didn't, but yeah. we'll count it. This is really early on. Oh Jesus. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, let's try to avoid doing that shit too much. Very smooth. There's one for you guys at home. Oh, so smooth and delicious. But um, I would... Okay, I'm going to try to avoid that phrase. Yeah, please um, do. I... These are big shots, too. These are tall boys. Yeah, holy crap. Um, I, I like anything that makes me think of um, the futility of human life. <laughs> this yeah. is what is kind of makes me veer towards in my in my mind it's like i I, um hopefully people out there are are familiar with um uh some of these artists so um uh, keiji keiji haino who's a japanese artist from uh, sort of got his start in the 70s and 80s and he sort of a pioneer of like 
um, dark ambient noise, experimental avant-garde, um, acoustic electronic, um, uh, that, that kind of music. Um, and he works a lot with, uh, Mertz Bow and, um, and, uh, Stephen O'Malley from Sun and, um, God, I, love Sun. I have a record of theirs, uh, that they put out a handful of years ago that, of, uh, KG Hino. He actually, they did a live recording at, uh, Super Deluxe in Tokyo. I really with, should have grabbed different shot glasses. I'm already oh, fucking yeah. swimming. Oh. With Orin Ambarchi <clears throat> and, uh, Stephen O'Malley. And, uh. It actually kind of is is very similar to this in in a lot of ways, but um, KG Hino plays uh, the hurdy gurdy, mm. and he plays it like through a distortion pedal, so it sounds fucking wicked. Yeah. Um, and then you know the other folks just do their things, and uh, yeah, like I was just just feeling it. Like that's the thing with dark ambient for me. It just like it just washes over my body. Yeah, and makes me just feel. And I, I, you know, typical ambience doesn't really hit me that way. Like, I think like <clears throat> my big thing with ambient music at large, and not just not just dark ambient, but definitely particularly in the case of dark ambient, is I find <clears throat> I find a ton of inspiration from dark ambient. Actually, maybe more than really any other kind of music. But the big thing is, is that I either have to listen to ambient music uh ultra passively or like ultra actively so either like oh i'm trying to sleep and it's like like background to help me relax and fall asleep or i'm meditating and i am focusing like exclusively on drone tones Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um so by the way you know what i mean was almost today's phrase and uh i'm really fucking glad we didn't do that but uh um I like to kind of like lie in bed um like um supinated like you know hands on my chest kind of thing and just like meditate and just focus on dark ambient and just kind of pull try to pull like raw emotion if I can and that that can be incredibly inspiring for me not necessarily in my like rock oriented music but in the noise-oriented music that I write, it helps me think of like like atmospheres and ideas and raw emotions. Because I'm trying to actually create something. Well, I mean, I'm trying to create two albums realistically. One, um, kind of as myself, as a a prog rock rooted guy, and the other as um, more of an experimental like rhythmic noise kind of idea mm-hmm. i mean you know that i'm i'm saying this just kind of out in the open but um what the fuck is happening hang on give us just a minute we're having technical difficulties okay that was weird but hey we're back so you know that didn't take very long while we were gone really i hope i don't get murdered again that seems like a good setup for yeah, me to get no, fucking murdered um, again I would love to, but I just I, don't <laughs> I need have to work on my um, my chops. I think before I, getting murdered, yeah, before yeah, I get yeah, murdered that again, I need fun. to work on my getting murdered. No, I mean um, I've thought about doing that in like future iterations, just like fun Halloween episodes of like uh, either you or I or both of us get killed and just like it'd be really funny. Um, but um, yeah, it'll be um, you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. So dark, yeah, dark ambient. Um, I would say this artist in particular is a little more busy than most dark ambient that I hear, um, but that's fine. Yes, that's fine. I love the like field noise shit. Like, yeah, that, that gets dude. me really good. I I actually really really enjoy this album. This song in particular, which is titled "Nearing the Shore," uh, where we will be reborn. Um, because there's a lot of like really kind of um, creepy, well, field noises, as, as you said. Um, God, I just I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's so evocative. But um, yeah, man. So Evan, it has been actually I believe just over one calendar year. Um, there's so many holidays. And events that we were not here to cover. Um, the moon landing. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the sovereignty is the United States as a you know its own own independent country, free of English oh, yeah. England's grasp. That was pretty oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, I had my first um, kidney stone. Ooh. That's not true. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm really glad it's not true, actually. I got a bidet. I mean, in that world, that's kind of cool. Or a uh, bidet attachment. Um, a Tushy brand bidet attachment. Um, I'm not saying that Tushy Sponsor sponsors us because they yeah. don't, but, like, maybe you should because I have your product. I'd gladly talk about your product. And I have the, like, upgraded one that actually gets, like, warm. Oh, it's so nice. Never felt fresher down there. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, I strongly recommend you use it. I don't really want you to shit in my apartment, but like shit in my apartment. <laughs> well, shit in my cat's litter box. Oh, we have a cat. That's a thing now. Yeah, there's a cat. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Let's see. Tap tap tap. Class class class. Um. Holidays happen, all of them, literally all of them. Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, by Halloween, the way. Halloween, all the rest. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Was April a good Fools, one. Um, I'm pregnant. Haha, ha, got you, April Fools. But um, <laughs> you like that one? April Fools, I'm pregnant. Haha, ha, got you. Chelsea's <laughs> mom's birthday is April Fools' Day. Isn't that crazy? Huh. And that's actually not a lie or a prank, which it very easily could have been because it's April Fools. But um, interesting. Imagine the setup if her mom was like pregnant and then it was like, oh god, I'm going into labor. Goes to the hospital and then on April 1st, it's like, oh, I had a newborn girl or whatever. And she's like holding somebody else's kid. Ooh. And then, um, which, you know, granted, this is like, you know, several decades ago, but like, obviously, if it weren't saying like today, somebody does that and they like text their partner who's, I don't know, out of town on fucking business, I'm assuming. And, um,. And texts their partner, and he's like, oh, I wish I could have been there. And she's like, JK, April Fool's, this is somebody's baby I stole. Ha! Yeah. yeah. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm. Wow, we're, um, this is... It's good, right? This is like, what is going on here it's in my ears? It's become, like, industrial, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. We're getting um, more into the music... Concrete. Oh, I love it. 
I mean, granted, yes, it is becoming less directly dark ambient and more like experimental noise, industrial. But well, I think the best thing that dark ambient can do is, is like paint a picture, set yes. up a little tableau in your head, you know? Right, right. I think that's why so many people find it conducive to creativity is it, you know, it lets you um, really set a stage in the, uh, in the, the um, sphere of the mind. You know what's funny is... Um, I find, like, I love Dark Ambient, don't get me wrong, but I certainly wouldn't say it's my favorite genre by any means. No. But I find that, like, artists that are just adjacent to Dark Ambient are the ones where I'm like, oh my god, that shit is so good. Like, Author and Punisher. Yeah. Remember uh, that music video, fucking, like, Terror Bird? Yes. That shit is just where it's like it's got a lot of like dark ambient themes, but it's more like experimental, um, kind of industrial. Man, that shit is just so fucking good. Yeah. But I do love dark ambient. Oh yeah. Shout out to Santa Obra. You know, soon, soon, two things we are going to be doing soon. We are going to be doing a an ambient list, not just a dark ambient list, because that'll be the first time we've done ambient. And. um we're going to do episodes going over the first, I don't know, what, five or six episodes we did where we mm. weren't actually listening to music. I don't know if we really ever got into that, but there's a thing where, well, if we want to get fully, fully into it, I used to do um, Let's Play videos, and I found that I had fun with them, but like, I was never really passionate about it as much as I was just doing it and I went under the moniker Danny VNCR which is what I am on Instagram go follow me on Instagram wink wink um and the thing is that like I, we started doing this podcast and I started posting everything to YouTube and I know knew full well because of doing my uh let's play shit that if we had other people's music in the podcast that it would like immediately get taken down and this was at a point where youtube was not super stringent on who could make money on their channels so i i had my videos monetizable which i couldn't possibly now um sorry i'm kind of going on a rant but uh um i well i should say we decided not to include music in the podcast to avoid that happening and we used um oh i'm gonna feel really bad about not knowing the name of the artist who made it but we used a an artist's like free for commercial use licensed song uh for like the background while we would talk about artists and then we'd be like oh i know you can't hear this but you know it makes me think of this and shit and um, for the first, like, five, six, seven episodes or so, like, we had done this, and eventually, even that background music had been, like, copywritten, and I realized, like, what is the fucking point of making this shit and not playing the goddamn music? Because it's like, oh, you'll just have to trust us. This is really good. If you could hear it, you would really like it. Maybe look it up. I don't know. It, it just didn't make any fucking sense. And it made way more sense to say, look, we're just never going to make fucking money off this podcast. 
um, it would just be better to play it with the music. And so that's what we did. Indeed. And that's what we are doing. But the first however many fucking podcasts, we didn't listen to music. So I really like to go back. And for that matter, we weren't as adept at uh, researching artists as we are now. So I would really like to go back and listen to those artists where we can be like, hey, you remember how we said these are really good? Well, check the shit out now where you can actually hear it. And speaking of dark ambient... Dark ambient? Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Dark ambient in particular, we had featured um, Santa Obruent, who I've mentioned many, many times on this podcast because uh, he saw our original podcast. Or I, I should say he... I'm pretty sure it's a he, um, but I never really got to know them as a person, but I'm pretty sure it's a he. Um, We got to kind of know them afterwards because, like, man, that's a cool thing you do, and we talked, and um, it was really cool. We got to know them. By the way, it would be super cool to meet in person someday uh, if we go over uh, a little bit east over the moat, as it were. Totally love to meet up for drinks sometime, just saying, wink, wink. Yeah. Um... First first rounds on me, I'll say that. And granted, I'm not just saying that because I'm slightly tipsy, but yeah. uh, that's probably not hurting either. Um, what was I saying? What were the other artists we featured? Melanohelios and Auberge. And they were all really good. And granted, all of the fucking artists that we featured from all of the lists, there was prog rock, there was synth pop, there was uh, folk, jazz... I think that was it. Oh no, and I did I did melodic death metal back when this was just a me podcast and not an us podcast. Yeah. But uh yeah, I can't wait to get back into that. That'll be super cool to talk about all those artists again. So if you haven't subscribed yet, like, subscribe, all that shit. God knows we could use it. Um and uh, you know, it's fun. It's a good thing we do. And uh you'll get to hear all those episodes. That'll be real cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That being Excited. said, I can't feel my teeth. Evan, do you want to move on to the next artist? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. I feel, I feel satiated with... I do, too. Um, st- Stonejaw? Stonejaw, yeah. baby. Good work, uh, Thank you, folks, or you know, whomever is behind the production. Yeah. Good, good work. All the way over in Connecticut. On with the next pick. And we're back with our next pick. Our next pick is Indigo Symbol with the album Arc of Night. And we are going to start with the track Descent. Now, I will say, first and foremost, before we get into this one, this is what I would consider to be um, kind of a safe pick. And I don't say that to mean that it's bad. I just mean like... When you think of Dark Ambient, this is the kind of shit that, like, immediately pops to mind. It's... I I don't want to say simple, because simple is reductive, but it's, like, it's very, like... It, it's what, maybe it's more like uh, like um, uh, affecting uh, field sounds or something. So this I mean, yeah. kind of has that sense of like, which is super fun to do if you of like industrial noise, but just like kind of slowed down and yeah. chopped and screwed or what have you. And this one kind of wavers a little bit between dark ambient and ambient a little bit. So there's times where you'd be like, Ugh, and then there's times where you'd be like, oh, well that's quite lovely. And dark ambient isn't really supposed to induce the latter 
Yeah. Um, you will also find too that if you look at this page as we are showing it to you, or just you know do a little bit of your own research, that this is actually under a label called Earth Mantra. An Earth Mantra is based out of Boston, Mass. I believe it had said. And it is a collective of ambient producers who make music like this with the sole purpose of uh, bringing pay what you want. I, I really struggle with not saying free because, like, let's be honest, when you see pay what you want, name your price, you're like, oh, free, unless I decide I like it and then I'll just support the artist otherwise. Um, but that's a really shitty way to look at it. Um, and I'm trying not to do that because I want to support these artists as much as humanly possible. And when saying it's free, it means like, oh, you're going to get a, well, I should say, sorry, I'm kind of getting away from myself, but I know that Bandcamp kind of has this, um, well, not kind of, it does have the, um, when you put up an album and you say, I want it to be name your price, they say, well, you get 200 free downloads and after that, once those 200 have expired, you have to buy more for people to be able to keep getting it for free. Because when you sell an album, Bandcamp says we're going to take X amount of percentage off. So to use their website, you have to be paying them in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So I hate saying, or let me rephrase, I need, I'm going to try and stop saying the album is free uh, because it's not ideal to just take it instead of not buy it when yeah. the artist I mean, there's actually has real to work going it. into every element Absolutely. of it not just the work itself but the the um but just like yeah the hosting of it on on the site and mm -hmm. uh, and yeah they everyone deserves a little bit of a little bit of dough for their yeah. for their work so yeah i feel that yeah so that being said uh while this is what I would consider a safe pick because it like really exactly fits the bill. Um, it is still very lovely. Like it's very yeah. nice. It does. I mean, I'm getting the hell of space brain from this picture. Oh, yeah. uh, this, the space brain stuff lately has been hurting me. Like I feel like, um, a little, a cosmic, fucking chimpanzee who's just like staring with his stupid mouth open like staring at the <laughs> like a fucking Milky Way bonobo <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah no I mean I I love uh, I love this kind of imagery like anything that that's like uh, you're talking uh, about the album art oh yeah like, yeah I mean it's just gives me chills I can't feel my toes anymore you know what I mean <laughs> I can't feel a lot of things I, yeah. I dude I don't remember when it like I haven't drank in so fucking long that I'm like oh I've had like I mean granted when I say that I've had two shots of whiskey these these are like three inch shot glasses so it's really more like four shots but I uh yeah it's interesting I'm really feeling it and I shouldn't be like it should take a whole whole lot more for me to yeah that's to why I'm, I'm really trying like to uh really trying to be extremely cautious with my words because I don't want to fall into that uh into the trap of saying yeah. the godforsaken phrase me too but uh yes the the work is um is yeah as you say it's it's uh um a little bit more down the the uh, trodden path 
the pipeline of, of what you would expect from like something that is dark ambient. Yeah, like but, uh, I, I had mentioned, dark ambient is very often meditative to me. I think this is exactly that. If you're like, oh, I want to go down like a dark ambient meditative path, boom! This is a this is a great pick for that. And you know, it's interesting to me because I think that dark ambient kind of uh, fits the aesthetic of of um, like cosmology or space brain or or um, uh, just like staring at the night sky. I think it fits that really well. It lends itself nicely because Definitely. because it's like you know when I think of the universe and I think of its um, infinite uh, expanse and its unfathomable um, distance and and depths. I I kind of have that feeling of. That, that like dark ambient can can give you that uh, that sense of being completely insignificant, like nothing, yeah, nothingness that's floating on a ball of nothing for no reason. What was that David Firth line? The uh, oh yeah, never forget that you're uh, yeah you're, you're a um, bit of something on something else. Yeah, you're a bit of something on on a bit of something else. Um, well, I love what was it? It was like uh, the whole line was like you might be the most important brick in the least important wall. Pretty much, you might much. be a grain of piss dried under the queen's. God, toilet. David Firth, that 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 cat is a genius. Oh, you I know, love his content so much. Yeah, if we can if we can start just like putting together a big fat list. Of, uh, of people I would love to um, just shoot the shit with and, you know, bring on the goddamn show. You know, here's here's my <sighs> my only issue with saying I would love to meet and sit down with David Firth, right? You ready? This is the only thing. I don't think the conversation that we could have could possibly be long enough. Yeah, maybe so. Like, granted, taking a mind-altering drug that would draw the conversation out by hours is really, like, the only way I could be like, yeah, that was that was um, an absorptive session. But, I mean, ultimately, it'd be more like, I want to hang out for, like, a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be like, let's get together, like, every, I don't know, every night or every other night or roughly, like, let's say, you know, like, three to five nights out of, like, an entire week. Yeah. Because that that's the thing is, like, if you said, like, I want to have an interview with David Firth, mm. you're going to get some good answers, probably. But I think at the end of the day, when you find yourself going home, you've packed down all of your stuff. And you're like, all right, cool. That was a good trip to England. Blah, 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 blah. I got to meet and have an interview with David Firth that lasted, I don't know, three hours. So let's Actually, let's be really fucking really open-minded and say you had lunch and then an interview and then you hung out a little bit and then you went home so it was like five six hours Mm. i promise you he's the kind of person that when you get home you're going to come up with a thousand more questions that you would wish that you had asked yeah you know what i mean oh yeah and that's that's the only issue that I have is that like I I would want to hang out enough that I'd be like I got to legitimately know you as a human being, yeah, and not just like oh I got to ask you a few inspirations about a thing that you did, yeah. I, I think he's yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a real visionary. I, I think that his um, it's it's good. Is, I guess wait, that hang we on. what was our rule. Uh, our our rule is um, the drinking rule. Uh, yeah, it's um, this, this that reminds me of. Okay, okay. I had to I had to turn off the the rule for a second there so that I could even just say it. 
Yeah, so it's yeah. Dreading no, no, no. It right I mean, yeah, that was that was directly relative to my question. So certainly that does not count. But I was thinking, I was like, well, that makes me think, and I'm like, that's not the same. Okay. Yeah. Good. 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 Um. Yes. Anyways, as you were. Well, yeah, uh, David Firth. I think uh, his contribution to just the general um, zeitgeist or of uh, like um, horror, if you I guess if you want to say it, not really horror themed but but uh, so, um, uh, psychological or um, maybe uh, I'm trying to think of like the the right word for it it's just I like know a, what you mean yeah uh, um, phantasmagoria I feel like, like um I, I feel like it's uh I think the term that I had heard was like it, it was used in reference to like Junji Ito, Junji Ito. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with you're very familiar with Junji Ito? I mean I'm familiar enough. I, I don't. That I I think the term was used was like spatial horror mm. where the idea was that it is horrifying but it's not it's not immediately horrifying because when you think of horror you think of like a character, right? If you think of like uh let's say Friday the 13th you think, why is Friday the 13th scary? It's scary because of Jason Voorhees. Because if you go anywhere near Camp Crystal Lake or wherever the fuck else he is, depending on the movie, then he'll kill you. And that's scary. That's horrifying. But what's kind of funny, I guess this is to me because I'm totally biased, is that when I think of that, I'm like, great, that's cool. And then I can turn it off because it's a movie. And I go, yeah, but Jason Voorhees isn't fucking real. Mm. So once I'm able to connect those dots, I'm like, oh, that's not scary. But spatial horror is more that what you're afraid of is an idea. So Mm. Junji Ito uses horror where, like, the quote-unquote villain is not a person, but it's an idea. So, like, a big one of his works was, like, Uzumaki was that, like, um, everybody was becoming obsessed with spirals. And spirals were just appearing out of nowhere to where you could just be, like, going through your life in a fucking, like, big tunneling spiral would appear like right in the middle of your fucking head turning your head into fucking shit pudding where it like remained and it's just like oh well i'm fucking dead and it's it's stuff like that where it's it's not a villain uh per se it's not a tangible thing that you can say that that is what i need to worry about it's an idea at large it's a cloud it's uh ethereal ephemeral all sorts of other e-related <laughs> words um but um that's oh, yeah. what i think david firth kind of like really conveys a lot in his videos and one of the more simple videos that he did that i actually think is quite beautiful and underrated is um, the video entitled The Child That Smell Odd, which I'm sure you must have seen 500 fucking times if you've seen it once. Because I've certainly watched it a lot, and I know you and I used to live together, which means you've seen it a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that one, I would say, is that, but in such a very digestible way, in where, like, the concept was, like, what if we just took everything that was offensive and obstructive and immediately said, oh, that's a problem in one way, shape, or form to somebody? 
fucking get rid of it. Nobody gets it anymore. To the point where nobody would be offensive. Nothing would be obstructive or obtusive. Obtuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it, it gets to the point where they're like, well, let's let's just... We, we don't even have the equipment to monitor what's going on in the world anymore. Let's just imagine the change in the world. And I remember there's there's one line in that that video that while like i said that video is like really simple in its message the one line like still fucking haunts me to this day and that was um the dude sits in front of his fridge right and he's like uh in light of my material possessions i was given this book of suggestions essentially like ideas of things to think about and it's like and one of the suggestions i quite like is uh, remembering all of the different shades of gray that I've seen in my life. But then the line that actually fucks with me is he says, sometimes I like to sit in front of my open fridge and the vague droning humming sound reminds me of something that we used to have called music. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh man. (laughs) That fits, that definitely thematically fits the episode. So that's cool that that comes full circle here. Right. But I just, I love, and of course, you know, fridge tones is a thing that you've talked about a lot before. Or what, yeah. what is the term? Fridge, um, fridge logic? Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's quite different in what that means yes. necessarily. But, but um, yes, absolutely. But uh, while I feel that that video, not to cut you off, while I feel that that video is like very, very basic and it, it's kind of almost like ham-handed. In its way of saying, like, here's the fucking point, get it, in comparison to the rest of his videos, I do think that it does a phenomenal job of, like, portraying, like, the the sometimes you've just got to kind of fucking accept that that's what reality is. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think he's pretty genius at, at creating oh, yeah. these types of characters that, that are just, like, that the hardest thing that they can do is just cope with the... Um, the absurdity mm-hmm. of life, yep. and um, and I think one of my favorite Firth characters was uh, from um, the I think it was the third Health Reminder where he's uh, sure. uh, mad as a swan. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's the guy who's <laughs> he's talking. To well, the I've sh- been trying to grow my own apricot tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he's talking to the, to the shrink, you know, to the doctor, mm-hmm. and and um, <laughs> he's like. He's like, well, what do you expect will happen to you? He's like, yeah, oh, well, I, I expect this. that someone's going to approach me on the street and give me loads of money and reunite me with all my uh, all my old friends, and uh, I'm going to have a, a girlfriend and transport me back to a time in my yeah, life when I was happy to and carefree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and the shrink goes, you know, Mister Doctor Man goes uh, goes well. If you expect this to happen, then why are you so so depressed? Well, because I'm impatient. I want it now. Yep. It's like that's that's just it's like so hits indicative. the nail on the head of oh, like yeah. how we are as a people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just all dream of our own good fortune, but we're so fucking impatient that Yeah, like, and I mean and that's that's the big thing too, is not only that, but like in in today's standards, like people people want and want and want, but they have no desire to work for something you know what i mean yeah. and granted i'm not work saying for something that or or accept that that it's th- infeasible that it's infeasible you yeah. need to come to terms with just the just the, the way life yeah. crumbles well and i mean <laughs> it, it's crumbles. funny too right because i say this and i know somebody's going to hear this and go 
How dare he say that because that's me. I promise I'm not talking about you specifically. But the thing is, is, and it's funny too because there's two sides to that, yeah? There's people who are like, I actually don't really want a lot. I really, I just want, you know, this, 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 or this, or whatever. And I don't feel like I'm asking for much, and they're not. But they don't want to do anything to get there. There's that. And granted, of course, I'm not saying this to signify everybody. I'm just saying there are people that are like this. But then, but then, there are also people who are in the exact opposite boat, who they're like, I actually do work hard. But the big thing is, is because I want hard, or because I work hard, I want fucking everything. Like everything, define everything. And they're like, I want to be like Jeff Bezos rich. And you have to say, understand what you're saying is idiotic and completely infeasible and unrealistic. Like, like you, it's obviously Jeff Bezos got Bezos risk. Jeff Jeff Bezos, god damn it, got Jeff Bezos rich. rich. So it's not... <laughs> I know, I know, it's bad. It's not literally impossible, uh. but it is so profoundly fucking infeasible that it's just like, you, you need to sometimes say to people, like, that ain't you, man. Think about other shit. Yeah. That ain't ever gonna fucking happen. And that's the big, like, uh, I, don't, I hate to get too political, but... I'll try and be really careful and wear kid gloves. That is one of the things that I see with certain people's rhetorics when they're like, well, you know, so-and-so should be working harder because, like, I work hard to get what I get, and what I get isn't fucking as good as I feel that it should be, so so so-and-so should have to work just as hard as I do to have anything. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy that you think that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyways, before this gets too far gone, Evan, how do you, uh, how do you feel about moving on to our next pick? Yeah, I feel so, like, um, like cathartic. Yeah, I know. This is <laughs> yeah, very like, relaxing, oddly. Yeah, it becomes very, not just relaxing, but it's really genuinely making our uh, diatribe sound fucking brilliant because yeah. it just, because it's, yeah, it sounds so great. It it's awesome. Good. I like it. Well, on with our next pick, as we like to say in the business that is this business here and now. Okay, people, we're back. Um, our last pick is kind of an interesting one. We're going to waste no time getting into it. The artist is The Caretaker. This album is An Empty Bliss Beyond This World, and we're starting with the song All You Are Going to Want to Do Is Get Back There. Now, I have to say, this this is a, excuse me, a very fringe pick, and I was familiar with The Caretaker before this happened, and I know immediately people are going to hear this and go, what the fuck? This isn't this isn't dark ambient at all. Why am I listening to this? Well, this is quite a long album, and you're definitely going to want to listen to the whole thing if you hear this and go, man, that, that sounds very fascinating. And I, I, I should immediately make a point to say that this album is different than The Caretaker's uh, big recognized album, which was... Um, I believe everywhere at the end of time. Indeed. Uh, 
However, I do believe... Yes, everywhere at the end of time. However, I do believe that it actually does follow the same concept. And that was that they had made an album in the idea of like, do you want to experience progressive dementia? Meaning, do you want to listen to something that would make you feel like, oh, I'm totally normal right now, and then by the end of it you would be in the the furthest state gone of dementia, experiencing the music that you had been listening to as if you were in late stage dementia to where you are actually no longer recognizing the world around you as it is. And I have to tell you, my partner and I did listen to uh, this, this album that I'm referring to, which is Everywhere at the End of Time. We did listen to it in its entirety and it is over six hours long it is meant to be it is meant to be listened to otherwise in total silence focusing on the music so active listening for over six hours to fully grasp the experience and it is a fucking trip like granted i understand that a most people don't have that kind of time and b um a lot of people beyond that even if you do have the time or if you don't don't have the focus totally understand on all of that but if you have the time and the mental energy to get through it i i strongly recommend it yeah, it I mean, is and, fantastic. And obviously, I feel like I feel like almost everyone knows someone, or knows someone who knows someone who who is affected by dementia. And I mean, that's a it's definitely like a um, it can be a very very painful thing to um, to think about for some people. So you know, if, if that kind of topic like makes someone uncomfortable, not, yeah, uncomfortable, yeah, and that's fine because yeah. it's obviously a, I it's probably a should have led with a trigger warning. Very uh, devastating topic. I mean, it's like a slow, slow, slow progressive death. Yeah, my grandmother has dementia. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, and my my uh, my wife's grandmother has dementia. Quite, quite bad dementia as well. Um, and you know, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, your wife's grandmother. I thought you were yeah. saying your wife's mother, and I was like, she does. No. Yes. Well, but um, I have a story when you're done. Well, uh, you know, I've never listened to uh, the caretaker before this, um, and yes, I, I, I was uh, oh, okay. I was aware of of the the uh, massive. Um, uh, accolades and all the all the attention that was being uh, thrown towards um, the work. So. And trust me, not to interrupt, but once you get towards the latter parts of the album or like midway to the latter, you'll go, "Oh, I get why they, they called this dark ambient because it gets it, it gets fucking disturbing and like totally intangible from the work as to what you're hearing now." So really, yeah, no, my big inclusion was like, we couldn't possibly feature this whole thing. Please listen to it on your own. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, this work though it, it has that um, it it evokes like the the liminal space kind of thing, which yeah. I think is a very fascinating thing. Um, uh, Tell me about it, Stud. Because yeah, like I, I it, yeah, there's some, something eerie and uh, intangible about um, about 
like the, these sounds, especially like the sound of piano that's been affected and put through some filters. And well, yeah, it's. I feel like it's supposed to sound like it's being played through like a like a phonograph or something. Yeah, and so it's it's honestly like it kind of gives you that sense of anguish or dread. Definitely, um, and obviously, I, I, that's intentional. <laughs> yes, I highly doubt this is being played to feel beautiful or or like make you feel good necessarily. But it has that yeah. liminal feeling, which is almost like that so nostalgic it hurts kind of feeling. Right. And um, and I think any artist who can um, who can really evoke that sense, uh, like kudos to you. That's that's amazing. That's a really um, really um, difficult skill to hone. I think. Definitely. Um, you know what that reminds me of? Oh, fuck. Well, hey, I mean, we've only had two so far. Oh. I know, I know. Uh, uh. Uh. Smooth but Ooh. still whiskey. Mm. Smooth but still whiskey. Mm. Indeed. Okay. Um, what did that actually make me think of, though? Oh, well, actually, two two big things. Um, one I'll make very quick, and the other one I'll get into, but I'm going to try and be careful getting into this uh, means of respect. Um, so firstly, uh, I think it could be really cool to potentially do an episode of the podcast or like just a video maybe I don't fucking know where we actually listen to the whole album or the whole recorded piece of somewhere at the or everywhere at the end god damn it this is such a hard fucking thing everywhere to remember at the end of time. everywhere at the end of time correct where we just like sit and we have our headphones on and we'll be like alright let's listen to this shit and like actually film it so we can get like reactions because I mean that's going to be the biggest thing is like not so much talking through it but just listening experiencing micro expressions things like that I think that could be fun and then of course talking about it after the fact that could be really really cool because that's not even just it's one thing to say like I'm reviewing an artist or I'm reviewing an album but this is reviewing an experience you know what I mean yeah. That could be cool. So we'll think. Uh, I I will think about that, and of course you can think about that um, in your own respective time. But I think that could be pretty cool. Of course, if people are like, I really want that, then great. Um, more reason to do it. That was the first thing. The second thing was, uh, I mean, you, you've met my grandmother. You know that she has dementia. You've met her, and you can clearly tell that she does have dementia. Oh boy, we're doing this again. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, just some weird technical difficulties we're having. We're like, after a song or two, it'll just uh, stop playing. Like, if I get murdered, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Sorry, bro. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Let me take my ceremonial dagger right here. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Can I get the like cool knife sound real quick? Maybe I do it on the microphone. Like, Nice. Ah, yeah, anyways. Sick practical effects right there. I know you like that shit. Okay, cool. Anyways, um, so you know you've met my grandmother, you know that she has dementia. Mm-hmm. But while my mom, who actually is her legal caretaker, uh will proclaim like, you know, she's getting really far gone and this and that, whatever. And I mean I, I've certainly seen things to indicate that 
she is very confused about life at large. Like, somebody will say, you know, where are you living? And she'll say, Oregon, whereas we live in Washington. Say, what year is it? And she'll say, like, 1987. Big. well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's definitely far from the truth. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Overall, she does seem to have pretty good spatial understanding. Like, she has her own daily routine of, like, she'll go to check the mail. She, uh, My mom has chickens, so she'll go and let the chickens out and gather eggs and things like that. And she's not only able to do that, but she's able to do that without somebody, like, watching over her to make sure she's okay. So, like, clearly, to some degree, she is doing okay, but she does get frustrated with certain things. That being said, um, I have a very first-hand experience on dementia otherwise in that, and I don't know if you knew this, but this will be fun to talk about. I've never talked about this publicly. Um, when I was a child, when I was a little baby boy, uh, living in Orange County, Florida, Sanford specifically, um, my parents... Well, we were we were going between a few houses before we actually moved to Washington State, and my dad's friend's mother actually owned somewhat of a, a mansion that you could say we were staying in for a little while. And um, there was a house outside of this mount, mansion, or not a house, more of like um, a hutch, that in which a an old man was living in. And granted, I was probably like three years old at this point, so I remember very, very little about all of this, or three or four, I don't know. I was pretty fucking young. Um, but my parents realized, you know, this man is like living in squalor. He clearly has, actually has dementia, it's amazing that he's getting on through life. And um, they decided, uh, through the goodness of their heart, to actually adopt this man. So I don't know if you knew that. That when I was growing up here in Washington State for many, many years, before I met you, but not long before I met you, uh, I grew up with... Um, an elderly man, quite elderly, who had severe dementia. Hmm. And I won't, you know, give his full legal name for, like, again, reasons of respect, but we always called him Mr. Bob. His middle name was Robert, so we called him, you know, Mr. Bob. And it was always fascinating to me to, like, wake up and go out, um... And, you know, like, try to have a conversation with him or just listen. Because he would sit at, like, the end of our kitchen table virtually all day. Like, he had a walker. He would wake up. He would come out. He would sit at the table. He'd ask my mom, who he called Mama. Uh, he'd ask her for some coffee. And he'd just drink, you know, two, three, four cups of coffee. And he'd just sit there all day until it's like, well, it's bedtime. And then he would go to bed. Um, other than going to the bathroom a couple of times, which, you know, being at that age, he needed some amount of help with. Um, and uh, it was just fascinating to, like, talk with him, 
or sit there and listen to him, you know, talk about the the older days and stuff. And he never, he never remembered me. Like as long as I can remember my whole life, he had no idea who I was. I was just a figment that occasionally popped in and out, me and my brother. Um, he would call my dad daddy sometimes and my mom mama. And he remembered our dog, uh, Chelsea. But other than that, like we were all just like figments that would come in and out. And man, I could tell some fucking stories, but I won't because again, it's it's about respect. Um, like I said, I grew up with this this man. Um, definitely, he was very dear to my family's heart. Um, so I, you know, I won't tell like, oh man, these wild dementia stories because it's that's nobody needs that shit. Um, but yeah, for what it's worth, when people talk about dementia and think, you know, like, um, um, well, do you ever have you ever really known somebody to be that in it? I literally lived it. And he lived with us um, from pretty far into dementia till the day he died. Um, so I, yeah, I've definitely myself seen, excuse me, seen some pretty... Intense dementia. Oh yeah. Yep. Holy shit. What a response. Oh yeah. <laughs> well yeah, I um Oh that got everywhere. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit is right. I slammed my water bottle down not even thinking about it, and I just sprayed everywhere. Like on the someone's back. <laughs> I just stopped myself from saying anything worse. Well, it's it's tough, you know. We never, um, we'd never ever want to believe that our minds are so vulnerable that that in our most lucid Absolutely. times here in our youth, that we're so sprightly and young and, and eager to meet the world, but that at some point in our lives we might just have the hardest time even remembering that somebody exists and, and you're meeting yeah. them for the first time every time or you see them. Or that they're gone for that matter. Because that was one that broke my heart all the time was him talking about his family about mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. about his parents and everything, about as if they were like as if they were there. They were fucking sitting at the table with him and he doesn't know, like, they've been gone for decades. Yeah. They're, they're definitely not there, but they're sure as shit not talking to him. Yeah. It's tough. So we gotta, we gotta. Um, I think the, the big thing is to just like, you know, it's like you gotta be, be humble and realize that like, that anyone is susceptible to this. And yeah, uh, totally. And that, um, that yeah, even though you never want to think that that uh, you could eventually find yourself like that, you know, we can only hope that we have people who love us and want to take care of us when that, when uh, when that does sort of become our. Yeah. our um, our life yeah. so and it, it's fascinating to me to see my grandmother and know that she's obviously not doing well and that's the thing is you know god bless her like my mom gets frustrated a lot and i understand because dementia is frustrating but the big thing like with with my grandmother that i i try to have as much empathy as possible because clearly i i mean not clearly but I don't have dementia, but I understand enough about it to know that it is a very frustrating, hard thing to go through. So, you know, just trying to say, well, you know, they probably didn't mean that or, um, you know, obviously they're they're upset because they're having a bad time and this and that, whatever, um, is typically how I, you know, try to think about it and 
um, justify everything. Oh, boy, again with this. Hang on. BRB. Okay, and we're back. Um, that one was actually moderately more annoying than the last. I just really, really didn't want to load. Anywho, I try to have empathy. That's my point. I have water all over me. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I feel like at this point you can hear it's like very, very subtly becoming less immediately recognizable. But anywho. Um, wow, yeah, dude. That was that was actually kind of like cathartic to open up about the time of my life that I've never really like um, gotten into much. Check this out. That's fucking sick, dude. On a totally un like other side of the fucking world, dude. Evans fucking standing his phone up straight, dude. I think I'm a fucking X Man. I think you're probably an X Man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sorry, I need to stop saying fucking crazy. I'm trying. We all should try. Anyways, people, I think uh, you know. I think that about dang diddly does it, Evan. How do you feel? Oh shit! My phone fucking fell. Um, God damn it! Yeah, this needs to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you mean like we need to end the podcast, or like a blip yeah. the brain? Broom old, just like the, at first cancel the podcast and yeah. end it immediately. Hashtag cancel us. Um, yeah. No. Um, you know, I think I, I feel comfortable with wrapping up. Hell yeah. You know, it's funny, on our drinking episodes, I feel like we're always between... We're, it's always like three shots or five shots. We had three shots... Three shots? Do we have three or four? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, th yeah, three, including... Uh, three, including... Um, the very first initial one. one. Yeah, Ugh. I think that's correct. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you know, this, this was a good coming back to Earth, as it were. Uh, I'm glad to be doing this sh shit again. I hope you're glad to be hearing it. And with that, three things to end on. If you borrow your friend's vinyl record of... Which which one was that? Yes. Yes, going for the one. Yes, going for the one. It's cool to spin it. Please don't eat it. Um, they are a delicacy. They are a delicacy. If you buy Stouffer's French bread pizzas from the grocery store, it's okay to buy six, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy any more, it's considered a problem. Not It's not me saying that, legally speaking. I mean, if you're going to uh, buy more, at least go in separate trips or have maybe a family member buy more. Yeah. Because, I mean, you definitely don't want the embarrassment of one of the cashiers, like, seeing you buy so many of them. Definitely. And sword swallowing is a noble profession, but knife swallowing isn't impressing anybody. Yeah, what the fuck? Seriously. Yeah. Don't even try it. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't smoke meth. And we will see you in a week. We'll see you in exactly a week from right now. Love you. Love you more than your stepdad did. And that's saying something, because he was a pretty cool guy, unless he wasn't. And then fuck that guy. 